Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water. Ooh, that Brewers Outlet water was so good on Wednesday at their golf tournament. Soft drink snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the they have six great flavors of slushies in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. And now the 0-1. Driven toward left center. That's going to be a gapper. It's going to go all the way out toward the wall. Rounding third and heading home as Wisdom. And here comes the relay to the plate. Patrick Slide scores. RBI double. Seiya Suzuki. Cubs lead one to nothing. Yep, and the Cubs field of dreams game last night. Winners over the uh, Reds. Although the Reds players talked about how much they enjoyed the experience. It was interesting. People were talking about and Ken Griffey Jr. is coming out of the corner. And by the way, I think Ken Griffey Jr. Is just, was just a phenomenal player. Man, I loved watching him play. But I had to laugh. Somebody said, isn't that neat? He did that. You do know that Ken Griffey Jr. is currently the sixth highest paid player on payroll for the Cincinnati Reds. He's still getting $3.6 million a year. Just a side note, not a real commentary on anything else other than a side note because he was a, God, when he was healthy, what a great player. And he gave it everything he had. Okay, uh, let's get to some notes here. Uh, for the just the second time, second and third time ever, the NIT semifinals and finals will not be going to Madison Square Garden. They're moving out. The 2023 semifinals and finals in the NIT will be at Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. And I've done two games there. And in 2024, historic Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. I've done a game there. Like the last time I was in there was March. The NCAA, which now runs the NIT, has been exploring different locations. They said the decision was mutual between the NCAA and Madison Square Garden. And, of course, the other time it was moved was during the pandemic to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, So in the garden, Xavier beat Texas A&M for the title. When it gets back, who knows? Rick Bird, Bob McKillop, Gary Waters are the new members of the NIT board. 
Uh, Bob McKillop just retired from Davidson. Rick Bird, of course, Belmont. Uh, so the NIT will go to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas this upcoming March, and then Hinkle Fieldhouse in 24. Just a side note, but interesting. Both nice places, by the way. I like I like Orleans Arena, and I really like Hinkle. And of course, Hinkle's where they filmed and played. That's where Bobby Plump hit the shot. Bobby, I mean, he hit the shot in Hinkle, and they, in Hoosiers, they used Hinkle for that shot. But there you go. All right, so that's one side note, and. Then there's the Deshaun Watson story. Now, there's no decision made yet on Deshaun Watson. Could get a decision next week. But he's playing tonight. It's a preseason game. Um... Uh, the question is whether the NFL will step in to keep him from playing tonight. I, I'm not so sure they will. But I'm just saying, it's going to be interesting leading up as to whether they let him play tonight against Jacksonville. Now, how much you? I mean, he probably is going to play. You know, should he play? Um, should he play tonight? He'll probably <clears throat> play a couple series, maybe a quarter, a couple series minimum. And you, you know. We'll see. I'm just waiting to see whether they'll let him play tonight. Brown seemed like they they think he he can, so he will. In fact, he'll start against Jacksonville, but it's just something to keep an eye on the next couple of hours, just in case. Just in case. And then we go back to the question on the TV deals and inventory. So, I had somebody write me a very thoughtful email. Um, somebody who has faithfully listened to this show. And I mean, has really taken to heart some of the elements we've talked about with the TV deals. And today's the first time I brought up the inventory part. I mean, it's the first day I brought it up was inventory. You have three prime time slots, noon, 3.30, 7.30. So you have 13 weeks of the college football season. Okay. So do you have 39 really good to high-quality games that you can fill 39 time slots with? 
once USC and UCLA get in, it does expand the number of quality games you can have. I think it becomes less an issue. But if you're Fox, CBS, and NBC, now NBC will still have Notre Dame. CBS, at least for the moment, will only have the Big Ten. And um, and Fox will still have, in 23 and 24, will still have the Big 12, and in 23 will still have the Pac-12. The Pac so Fox will have some other options to play with. But at some point, it's going to be probably Big Ten-only contracts unless Fox wants to bid on something else. And Notre Dame really wants to play at 2.30 in the afternoon. And Notre Dame has six home games this year, and I believe five of the six are at 2.30. The Clemson game on November 5th is at 7.30. So now let's just get down to Big Ten inventory. That means you have to have three games of quality of very good to quality every week for the 13 weeks to fill. You have to have three each week. That's 39 games. Do you have enough? Is Indiana Purdue, for example, for the old oak and bucket enough to intrigue a network? Is Illinois Rutgers... Or Illinois, Maryland. No, I mean, I mean, you still have FS1 and BTN. They need inventory too. But you have to have three games every week that make the networks feel good about the contract and what the appetite of the viewer. Now, when USC and UCLA get in, it does spread the wealth in that regard, and it's I think it's less of an issue. Now, what the listener brought up in a very thoughtful email. I mean. I was reading it during the news. He writes, and you know I've talked about if you add Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington, it diminishes the number for everybody because they don't have enough juice to draw even or increase the number. In other words, Cal is not going, you know, you can't look at Cal and say, here's $100 million because or Stanford or Oregon or Washington because the networks have already told the Big Ten they won't pay the 80 to $100 million per year, which means they would have to pay the networks between 320 and $400 million more per year to add these four schools. They won't do it. Because that's four times 80 or four times 100, 320 to $400 million per year. And if you're talking, let's just take the max number of $400 million, that's $2.8 billion more the networks would have to pay over a seven-year span. They're not going to do it for these four schools. But let's, let's, let's take a step back and go through the listener's point, which is very good. Okay? 
So, Steve, your in-depth discussion on today's show about the need for the owner of the Big Ten broadcast rights to put together three top-quality national games each Saturday gives rise to this inquiry. The rights owner is obviously interested in the likes of Penn State versus USC, not so much in Penn State versus Northwestern. From the rights owner's perspective, far better if the Big Ten had more competitive balance so that each year there are one to two Cinderella teams who creep into the top 25. Now, that's happened. A Northwestern, a Minnesota, that's happened. Given this strong economic interest on the part of the broadcaster, might this lead to the rights holder to use its influence with Kevin Ward to consider one of the following? And the first one is add Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington to increase the chances of promising national games. And again, that, I believe, has been broached by the Big Ten with the networks. And the right, the potential rights holders have told them they don't want to pay the 320 to $400 million extra per year to add these four. You can add them, but everybody's going to get less. We're not going to kick in substantially more money. That's essentially what the Big Ten was told. He then added this in his email. As conferences move to greater autonomy, adopt rules akin to the pros for actually achieving competitive balance, including capping scholarships for teams that finish at the top, limiting transfers from weak teams to stronger teams, developing a conference-wide NIL scheme and distributing revenues more equally as the NFL players do barring hot, successful coaches from moving to established contenders and so forth. I think idealistically all are interesting ideas. The problem is is that realistically, based on the current climate, college sports have always been about, okay, everybody has picking 85. Basketball, everybody's 13. Okay. Um... The limiting transfers, these players all want their freedom. That's, you know, and that's why, you know, it says limiting from weak to stronger teams. Well, there are guys on stronger teams, okay? There are those who are on weaker teams that want to prove themselves with somebody else. Okay. Now, I know Mitchell Tinsley, for example. Okay, so Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson's going from a weaker team to a stronger team, which is the opposite of this scenario. But he didn't like his situation in Maryland. He'd rather be here. And now you run into that issue. Or take a Mitchell Tinsley. Now, I know he's a non-conference player, but say he was playing for, I'll pick one, Rutgers. Man, I want to play for the. I want to play for a title. I want to go to a stronger team. Okay, this would bar him from doing that. And again, I'm using realistic examples. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm using examples here, because I understand what he's trying to do here. He's trying to talk about competitive balance. College sports has always tried to go after competitive balance, but one of the reasons that the strong brands are the strong brands is they have so much going for them that they have huge fan bases, 
filled stadiums, they draw TV ratings, and those are all boxes that are checked by recruits. That's why the rich continue to get richer. And it shows in the TV ratings. I've gone through it over and over again about Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State being 1, 2, and 4 in the nation in average TV audience last year. Amazing. But that's, that is about brands. That's the brand. Alabama, by the way, was the one that was third. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. See Macatrillo at the holiday party, like dance to this. Holy mackerel! I mean, Chad, you know. Yeah, it's a sight to see. Brightens my holidays, that's for sure. No, it's a sight. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great I think, to have you with us today. I think uh, there's uh, some '70s in Matt somewhere. <laughs> no, my wife and I still laugh about it today and it's it was a way for my parents to uh hey go out do something together have some fun whatever but they took now this is in the 70s so saturday night fear is out there my parents actually took disco dancing lessons yeah they're actually pretty good at it but it's something that in a million years you would not have expected my parents to do and my brother and i were like really oh wow and then they were good but they were able to go out, do something, something they could do together, and it was, you know, hey, so it worked out. We can ask but, him about that. He's coming up, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That was, uh, we, it's, so we called him Disco Barb and Disco Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> back in the day, back in the day, Chad, it was a long time ago. All right, we, uh, we're coming up on two weeks to high school football season. Uh, Kevin and the, the Chief in the opener, uh, the award-winning broadcast. we got Sealands Grove again this year. we got Lewisburg again this year. And that is uh, that's, uh, that's going to be great. That means just to the... get high school football. I, I mean, high school football games on a Friday night, I just enjoy it. That means the roundtables will be coming up, uh, hearing about all the games each week. Yes, every Thursday. You're right. Every Thursday. Uh, so much insight from our broadcasters here at SBC. Well, that's why we have them on all the time, because they're the ones that are around it. And, you know, since they're around it, around the coaches, you know, and, and when you're emotionally involved in doing the game, you're following it more intently and you know they see things maybe other people don't see uh and that's i love talking to them on thursdays and they're a great group and they're outstanding announcers in their own right so yeah um so that's uh that's all part of of our thursday programming and that's look that's going to be what 13 days we get them on yeah, I was noticing last night it's getting darker earlier. Sundown is what, 8, 10 tonight? Something like that. 
Well, I got to go up to Williamsport tonight and next three nights. I wonder where I'm going to be able to park because Major League Baseball is moving in on the property. Yeah. Building their clubhouses and everything that goes with it. All right. The King coming up. All this brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patience. Patronage. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Time now for the king. Do we have him, Chad? Oh. There he is. Hello, how are you? Doing good, how are you? Oh, God, I'm good. I'm home on the store's campus here. So made it home. There you go. I was oh, telling God, everybody like today. It's too hot at the shop, although it's beautiful today. But. Well, it's going to be really nice this weekend. I know that's going to be in the yeah. 70s here. Sunny, no rain. Uh, yeah. Now we could we use some rain. rain. Yeah, no, we, we do too. We were just talking that we, we've had like three like maybe half hour thunderstorms in a month. That's it. We have no rain at all. Everything yeah. is dead. We're in a drought. The whole yeah. state. So. It's not a big state, but I mean, we just every storm goes north of us. Everything, yeah. We're just kind of like yep. uh, I don't know how that bodes for the winter. <laughs> it drops out. We'll say, boy, I miss that drought. But yeah, <laughs> we so uh, Sean came out of be a... the stadium announcer this year, Little League for some of the Little League World Series games. Yeah. Um. So for some of them, in fact, a team from Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, is playing in Bristol right now, and Hollidaysburg is about 40 miles south of State College. They're playing in Connecticut? They're playing right now against Delaware for the right to go to Williamsport, and they're leading 6-3 to in the fifth inning, I think. Wow. 
Oh wow! One of the girl, one of the kids from on the Utah team's a girl. Great, that's great. I remember. Yeah, I got it I, on I, right I, now. I remember so. in the uh, in coaching little league, n- not in Babe Ruth ball. I didn't have any girls on my on any of my Babe Ruth teams that are thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, but little league teams. I had girls. Really. Um, yeah. I think it's oh, great. Yeah. Hey, if you can play, you can play. That's it. You know? I think it's cool. Oh, well. So. Oh, I remember I, I had Erin Gardinia on my team. She was my starting right fielder. And uh-huh. she wasn't playing She wasn't playing right field because she couldn't play. She was playing right field because she was really good. And she'd back up first base, make plays. She knew how to play. Yeah. Man, I, I'd bat here like fifth or sixth in the lineup because she was good. Yeah. Right? And guess what? Great, great kid. I mean, but I had others as well. And I never thought twice about it. Hey, what? Never thought twice I mean, about it. I saw something on her maybe six months ago. The, the girl who was in the Little League World Series, she was really good. The pitcher? Yes, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, how? Where has she ended up? I do not know. I do yeah. not know. Somebody else may know. Point, and they can she would be know. like either, you know, senior in high school or maybe going to college that uh, yeah. athletically I know she showed interest in playing basketball at UConn at one point but I don't know if um, what's become of her I forgot her yeah. name too but it, boy she yeah. could she could, she could she bring it she was really good she was really yeah. good no question yeah really I mean good. she but, was shown as fast as anybody out there yeah yeah it was, that was fun to watch her. So, uh, I yeah, don't know I've, where she's at now, but I know she's all grown up because I saw her about six months ago. But I don't know if she continues with her athletic career or moves on to other ventures. But she was fun to watch. She was as good as any guy out there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting because I'll be going up to Williamsport tonight tomorrow night and then Sunday afternoon and oh, wow. uh, to do baseball uh, I'm, uh, and because uh, the state college team I broadcast for is playing at Williamsport yep. they're yep. in the league okay. and they're getting everything ready for the game next Sunday between the Orioles and the Red Sox like the Field of Dreams like the Field of Dreams game last night that was cool. I saw a little yeah. of it. Right. Yeah, it's then it's the Orioles and Red Sox turn to play up in Williamsport in the Little League Classic, and they have to build everything around the park to do this. So, in other words, they have to build a visiting clubhouse. Now, the last time I was there a couple of weeks ago, they had the visiting clubhouse done, and they were vi- building the video board in right center field. So it's going to be interesting to tonight to see whether they've a finished the video board. You know, and the interesting part about that, Kev, is then when the game is over, they tear it down. It doesn't stay. Right? It's a, it, well, it's I'm going to play a, devil's advocate here and say they've known about this game for a while. Why was it coming down to the last minute to get it done? Well, no, they've got this down to a science, Kev, and they've done oh, this okay. game every yeah. year. No, no, they got yeah. down to a science to tell like when do we start building everything. Yeah. Putting it together. Then we tear it down. I mean, they've really got it down because they've done it so many times that 
There's nothing last second about it. In other words, they want to start building. They build the visiting clubhouse first. Yeah. Which, when I mean building, Kev, it's 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 a tent, and oh, then they okay. have to put I the lockers it. in. It's it's all, all right. temporary. Yeah. And they, the the visiting side, there's no parking, so that's why they start there first. The home one, they do. How many fans do they get to the game? Uh, they can get maybe twenty eight hundred, three thousand. Really? <laughs> park See, hold, how park many holds did about, they have last night for Field of Dreams? Six thousand, something like that. I think I think it's such a great addition to Major League Baseball. Yeah. It brings them back uh, down to back down to earth, you know. Because they all started playing that way, you know. So it's not anything new to any player. They all played, you know, on a field of dreams and on small parks and stuff. It's not unusual for kind of humbles them a little bit. So I've had like three or four invitations to go to field of dreams, and each time it didn't quite work out because you know we'll play games, football or basketball, in Iowa City. Yep. And that's, it takes, I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe maybe an hour and 15, and it just doesn't quite work out schedule-wise to do it. Because, I mean, obviously I'd like to see it at some point, and maybe at some point you'll, we'll fly in someplace, I'll rent a car and just drive over. Because, a, a yeah. you know, uh, Gary Dolphin, who is the play-by-play voice of Iowa, actually has an establishment in Davenport, which is close to there. And it may be one of those like, hey, okay, it's a field, great. Let's go to the, the Gary's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd like to go meet you there. That would be a bucket list thing, to go to, like, the Field of Dreams. or go yeah. to, I've always wanted to go to Little League World Series, spend a week there. That, Just you watch know, that's, the game after game after game. As you know, that's one of the strange elements for me, I've lived here all these years, and I, and I've been to the field. Yeah, I've been to both fields. I spoke to the little league umpires at their luncheon one year. They all came in from all over the country, and I was the the, the, the featured speaker at the luncheon. But then I came back to do this show. So, <laughs> I I've never been I've never been to a game. I mean, wow. I've met the I've met the teams. Like the Hawaii team that won there at Penn State football practice, met all them. The Redland team that yeah, took everybody by storm. I was there that day, met them. You know, it's like I met one team after another. I met the team from Uganda. I met the team from Mexico. Never been to a game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, we got something schedule, in common. I've never been to a game either. So. Well, the schedule just has not worked out for me. And I'm, there is one spot here coming up. Or maybe I might be able to get up and see a game. And I actually would like to go see a game to say I've been to it and been a part of it. I'd like to go to a game and then just stand in front of the, the uh, stadium speaker and stare at Sean to the, see if he's... <laughs> yeah, Sean is one of... We're there, you know? And then yeah, all of Sean... <laughs> Sean is one of, I think, four public address announcers, I think. Uh, the other two I know personally. personally. 
Uh, Gabe's, in fact, I'll see Gabe tonight. I'll see the both tonight. Rob Thomas will do. He is the PA for the Williamsport Crosscutters. Yeah. Awesome, great announcer, awesome guy. And he is doing games, and I think he's also the voice for the international championship game. Wow. Gabe, Gabe Sinecropi, who works for the Crosscutters and does all their on-field stuff during the game, Again, I can't say enough great things about Gabe. What a great guy. Gabe will be the public address announcer for the U.S. Championship game and the World Championship game. Wow. No, no, you you really like meeting both these guys. They're great guys. You know, just like Sean. I'm sure I'd like them. Oh. Oh. Hey, we'll take well, a break. is winning 7-3. to three. Oh, good. But we'll take a break. uh, Last name Dietrich, four for four with a home run. You always, when you get this far, there's always one guy that is really, really good. It's it's no different than when we played. You know, you've got your one, two, three guys who are just exceptional, you know, and carry the team. Well, we're going to do headlines. We'll do that next. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, headlines. I think the king is anxious, Chad, to give us some headlines. Sounds good to me. Is he there? I don't know. I'm here. There he is. I'm watching the Little League game here. Oh. Pennsylvania. (laughs) I think they're one out away from winning it. There you go. So oh, what is your... Oh, he your caught it. Line drive to the pitcher. He caught it. Game over. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Yeah. Great and for the, Hollisburg. So they're going to the Little League World Series. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it was a line shot right back to the pitcher, and he made a great catch, and that ended the game. There's huh. going to be a lot of people on I-99 and 220 going up there. Starting next week. Wow, they're good. I've watched two two innings of it. They're really good. Big kids. They beat Delaware. What's your headline? My headline? I'm kind of curious about this Bill Russell retiring his number and how that's going to work out, like with LeBron James and things like that. Oh. I I think it's a wonderful thing that they did, but at the same time, why don't we do this stuff when these people are alive? That's you know? you know what you are so right. I was thinking about that. It's like, okay, that's nice, but why didn't you do it when he was still around to appreciate it? Exactly. I mean, I mean it's I mean, wonderful, but you yeah. know, my gosh, he. He's not alive to appreciate it, you know, and that. So, I, I sometimes I think we as a society do things out of guilt, you know. Maybe we should have done more, you know. I, I don't know. No, we do. We do things too often, reactively. We react. Sure. Oh, he passed yeah. away. Maybe we should retire his number. That's where really good. What makes a really good leader. A leader is someone that has a feel for what 
everything is, and they come up with ideas, right, and don't react to things all the time. They're the ones that are leading the way with ideas, right? And so he passes away, and they reacted and retired the number across the board. It was obvious Bill Russell, now they did obviously pay tribute to him with the Bill Russell trophy. As the honestly, I think that's enough. I don't. This retiring number thing is like, why? You know, I, what does what does that do? And I'm not. I think, and this is another thing that kind of upsets me. I really didn't realize how much he did for civil rights throughout his life until he died. No. I would have liked uh, to have known more about it before he died, you know, how influential he was, you know, with um, African-American and, you know, just the, basically the civil rights and getting equality and how instrumental uh, he was in that. And that, to me, he used his basketball prowess in a very positive way that, way more than I really realized he did, but I didn't find it out until after he passed away. Yeah. No. It's strange it, it, how we wait for people to die. Oh. Well, to be honest with you, it's something I've always known about, and I've talked about it many times over the years. It's not something you talk about every day, my goodness. You've got to go from no. one topic to another all the time. But, you know, it's something I, I have always known about. Um, well, well, he seemed to be the type of person that he didn't dwell on it and he didn't want uh he didn't want popularity because of it he just wanted to do it and he had every right to be an angry man uh, the way he was treated at times in boston in the boston area no doubt Uh, his house was vandalized as you know it was a but he was a boston celtic that's it and he wasn't gonna he, he was a very, very, very good man. And, but I don't understand the let's retire his number now. I don't. That should have been done years ago. It should have been done when he was alive. Yeah, it should have been done when he was alive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he should have got more credit for everything he did besides I think what he did off the court was bigger than what he did on the court. So, now, in I terms really of the do. number... And, that is a huge compliment because what he did on the court was incredible. So, yeah. uh, very, well, very good I, man. So, what he's in terms of the number, uh, anybody who has the number six is yep. allowed to keep it, and then when they're done with it, then it's permanently retired from that team. So that's just yeah. like with uh, with forty two uh, with Mar. That's like with Mariano Rivera wore forty two. Well, that was Jackie Robinson's number. So Mariano oh. Rivera was allowed to wear 42 until the end of his career, and now on the Yankees, it's permanently retired. So the, the NBA right. is going to do the same thing with six. And that's good. But what do you do with LeBron James? You know, I don't. I don't. Not LeBron's fault. You know, he's number six. <laughs> well, no, you get he gets to keep the number if he wants. Well, he doesn't I have know, to give the number up. I'm just saying it's I don't know. <laughs> but LeBron but LeBron also but by the way, LeBron also has worn twenty three in his career too. Yeah. So it's I not, know. So yeah. but 
I, I don't know. I, it's a curious a headline. It's a curious one. You know, it's, at first you think, ah, who cares? And then when you think of that dynamics of all of it, then you're like, wow, yeah, this is, you know, why am I learning more about a man? I mean, that's our human nature anyway. You're, you know, Elvis was more popular dead when he died than he was when he was alive, you know? It's just the nature of the beast. So, anyway, okay. what do you got? Well, I actually have to wrap the show up. Uh, appreciate oh, it. Have, it? A, have, have a great have weekend. A we, week, got, so. we got the one headline in. <laughs> Matt's back <laughs> next week. And I'm off to Williamsport. Have a great weekend, Sean, everyone. Tell him I said hi. I will. All right. Have a Today's good show week. Safe trip. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK.